0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Possible drug deals, essays as punishment, and a naked zoom bomb. All of these things have come up in Young Thugs Trial in Atlanta. We take a look at six of the strangest moments from jury selection so far. And
2: you decide you could just do what you wanted to do. It's not Pull out your phone. And, what I wanted to do, I just well, you pulled out your phone and videotaped our proceedings, and that was in direct violation of this court's order. So I'm going to sentence you to three days of uh, in in, uh, in in jail.
1: I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law and Crime Sidebar podcast. Jury selection started in Young Thugs RICO trial back on January 4th. It's hard to imagine; it's been underway for three months now, more than three months actually. There have been some starts and stops. Young Thug, whose legal name is Jeffrey Williams, faces a number of RICO counts. That's short for Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act. Essentially, Williams and his co-defendants are accused of being part of the YSL street gang. Judge Ural Glanville is presiding over the trial, and he's held several potential jurors in contempt of court, even assigning one a 30-page written essay. Typically, jury selection is incredibly tedious, and some might even call it boring, but not in this case. Joining me to discuss this case is Shadi Abu Saeed. He is the Crime and Courts reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and he's been following this case. Welcome to Sidebar, Shadi. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk with you about this. Uh, First off, let's talk jury selection. This feels like it's the longest jury selection ever. At least it's the longest one I've ever seen. So what are your thoughts about that?
0: It's definitely taken a lot longer than we'd initially expected. It began January 4, and here we are more than three months later, and still not a single juror has been seated.
1: And they're still on the hardships with the judge basically asking jurors to provide proof and evidence that they this is indeed going to be a hardship for them to serve on this jury.
0: Correct. The trial is expected to take about nine months, maybe even a year. So what we're seeing is a lot of potential jurors Um, can't take that kind of time off work or their employers won't pay them to take that kind of time off for jury service. So many people are expressing concerns about losing their homes, losing their jobs, the chances of promotion, that sort of thing. And that's that's why we're seeing it take so long.
1: And that's completely understandable. Let's get now to some of these moments that seem like they've been pretty unusual in this case. The first one is when Young Thug was accused of taking drugs from one of his co-defendants. So let's take a look at a little bit of this clip.
0: As you can see in the clip, uh, fellow co-defendant Khalif Adams appears to stand up uh, in the middle of the courtroom, sort of walk over to where Jeffrey Williams is sitting and hand him something. Now, Young Thug's lawyers say, you know, he barely knew the guy and, you know, that he wasn't involved in this, that he didn't want to be handed that in open court, but there were just deputies standing everywhere, and it was on it was on a surveillance
1: camera. Mm-hmm. Shadi, you know it's interesting because it's not unusual to hear about contraband and things like that in jails, but to actually happen, it, have it happen. <laughs> kind of out in the open like this. Pretty unusual from what I've experienced.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, young attorney attorneys say he was genuinely surprised that he was shocked that this was, you know, handed to him, this alleged Percocet pill. So the deputy saw it quickly, went over there, they made him hand it over, ended up searching Mr. Adams, and court was delayed that day because because of this.
1: Now, there's another thing that happens during jury selection many times. Uh, Many times judges don't allow jury selection to be recorded at all by the media. Other times they do allow it and it's being allowed in this case. But one thing that happened that was a little bit odd as far as I can tell is that a juror was apparently captured or caught a recording video in court, which seems really odd. So let's take a look at that.
2: 10-04, good morning, madam. Good morning madam uh just to recap you were summoned as a juror on the 17th of march of this year um to begin the jury selection process is that correct yes sir all right and during that particular process do you uh recall and let me back up just a second um because of conduct that occurred on or alleged conduct that occurred on the 20, I should say the 17th of March, um, you were served with a order to show cause. That was filed on the 20th of March of this year to appear on this date, the 3rd of April at 10 o'clock in uh, courtroom one C. You received a copy of that notice, didn't you? Yes, sir. All right. And that notice also put you, gave you sufficient notice that uh, as to why you should not be held in, in uh, willful contempt for violating the court's admonitions against improper jury behavior, specifically live streaming the jury selection process on, Fev- on, on Friday, March the 17th of 2023. Do you recall that? I'm gonna include that as a copy of the next court exhibit in order. That's your, that's your notice that, that we gave you. Um, so you are from, you are, at this point in time, uh, I why shouldn't I hold you in willful contempt? Um, okay, so I'm gonna explain what everything that happened that day on the seventeenth of March. Okay, but uh, before then, do you recall this court giving you the ad nauseum admonitions about acceptable behavior? About having phones out? Yes. A- at the moment when we can't didn't, didn't I tell you to turn your phone off? It was I'm I'm gonna be Truthfully and very honest, when it was a lot going on, we had just come from different. Answer floors. my question first, and then you can explain it. Do you recall us telling you to turn off your cell phones?
1: Um, yes, sir. Shadi, what were your thoughts when this happened?
0: Well, she she was held in contempt. Her excuse was she, you know, came in there. There were a lot of people and she pulled out her phone and took a short video. It was initially believed that she had live-streamed the proceedings, but she told the judge during her contempt hearing that that wasn't the case, that she just recorded a video, and then a fellow juror told her, hey, you can't do that. She put it away. She said she deleted the video. But the deputies came over pretty quickly. They looked on her phone. They saw this video, and the judge was not pleased about it.
1: Definitely not pleased at all. And, and you know, I don't know, maybe this woman... Thought she just wanted to capture the experience. Maybe she's a young thug fan. I don't know. But certainly seems odd, to say the least. Uh, people are usually trying to <laughs> get out of jury selection, but not quite like this or jury duty, I should say. Shady. there was another issue with a juror in this case. And this reminds me of a punishment that we used to get in eighth grade. I had a teacher named Mr. Carr in history class. He would punish kids by having them write out the Declaration of Independence X number of times. So the the judge in this case actually made a woman write a 30-page essay. Let's take a little a look at what he, the judge said in that case.
2: When you know we take this very seriously in order to in order to get a lawful and a fair and a just jury as to both sides. So, you know, there are a lot of people that were inconvenienced. I mean severely inconvenienced. Um, you're not the only person that outlaid money. We I examined people yesterday. Who lost literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, trying to be here, and uh, I had to make I had to make decisions in regards to that. But I didn't even get a chance to examine you about your circumstance because you went to you know you decided you said okay I'm going to go, and and um, and you didn't afford me the opportunity to do that. Now, certainly I understand you can't be in two places at one time. So, um. Ordinarily, um, Madam, I, you know, I do find you in contempt. But here's what I'm going to do: contempt is punishable really easily by a fine of a thousand dollars and/or 20 days in jail. I am not going to fine you. I'm going to well, first, Madam, did you go? To, did you attend college? Yes. You have a four-year degree.
1: Yes. seven take Yes. Say again. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. All right. What I then wanna do is in order for you to satisfy your contempt, I'm gonna commute the twenty days and require you to write a thirty page paper on the importance of jury service. Here's the criteria. You'll have to do APA style, you're gonna to have to use at least ten primary sources, ten secondary sources. Um, you'll talk in a minimum, and I'll write this in the order. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll have an order. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You'll have it before you leave here today. You're gonna write the and a minimum history. The history of jury service. Who could not serve on a jury? Because that's very important. Because years ago, people that looked like us couldn't serve on juries. It was prohibited. I want you to talk about jury service in Georgia, and discrimination at a minimum. Those four things, okay? And you can talk about anything else you want to, um, in that regard.
1: Shadi, have you ever seen anything like this?
2: No, I've I've not,
0: I've not. And this woman, she um, appeared for you know jury service, and then I guess had a trip booked to the Dominican Republic. She said it was for work, so she left the country against the judge's wishes. Didn't have you know clarification from the jury services people, and missed the next day. And the judge was was not pleased about that. He wanted to make her write a uh, he told her to write a thirty page essay about the importance of jury service with you know ten primary sources, ten secondary sources. And he wanted it in APA style.
1: I I've never. I I don't even think I've been assigned a thirty-page essay in in college. I mean, I, I think the most the I have maybe had to write a ten-page or twelve-page paper. Thirty pages. Uh, do we know if the woman completed this assignment? <laughs>
0: She did. The judge said he read it and it was to his satisfaction. Let her off the hook on the contempt charge. But there were people online talking about, you know, I'd rather have the jail time. You know, I'm not in college anymore. I'm not in high school. Give me the jail time instead of making me write a, you know, 30 page paper.
1: Tell us a little bit about the judge in this case. Uh, What has your experience been covering this particular judge?
0: Well, he's not he's not messing around with this trial. And it seems like he is taking his time and minutes, obviously been going on for three months, just jury selection, but it seems like he wants to get it right. Um, he comes from a military background and um, seems pretty stern with, with some of the defendants and some of the attorneys so far.
1: Kind of makes me wonder with that military background, is he going to tell people next time they're held in contempt to like drop and give him 20 or something like that. I mean, it would be interesting to see if he assigns push-ups or uh, running miles or something like that. makes me think of uh, the movie A Few Good Men. All right, let's, uh, let's move on now. A young thug's lawyer is shocked by a naked Zoom bombing during a hearing. Shadi, we see things happen on Zoom a lot. Since the pandemic started, there are some strange things that pop up on Zoom, uh, but this one was definitely one of the strangest things I've heard of.
0: That one stunned everyone. It was one of the first days uh, where everybody was in the same courtroom. So you had all, all the defendants in there, all their attorneys, and they were going through motions and uh, it looks like they got Zoom bombed. So this just popped up on everybody's screen, on the television, in the courtroom. And, you know, it was graphic. It lasted for several seconds. Um before the judge said, you know, we've been hacked and instructed the deputies to shut off all the, you know, all the TVs.
1: I mean, did any, were there any repercussions from this at all? Or was it just one of these things that happens and you, you have remedy it, you take care of it and you move on.
0: Yeah. I think that's what the judge did, uh, kind of moved past it, got back to business. Um, you know, as you can see in the, in the video, some of the defendants, you know, cracking up, trying to fight back smiles and others were, you know, they took it pretty seriously.
1: Shadi, let's look now as Young Thug's co-defendant claims that Donald Trump, you know, who at the time was not yet facing criminal charges, but is now, um, but that Donald Trump would help him beat the rap. Shadi, your thoughts on this? uh, With a co-defendant claiming that Donald Trump is going to help him beat the case,
0: definitely not something we we see every day. Um, This co-defendant, Jaden Myrick, has already been sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. For another murder. Um, But he's been trying to represent himself. So this was a hearing to see, you know, whether he could do that. And he said that Donald Trump was helping him, that Joe Biden was helping him, that Georgia Senator John Ossoff was helping him. So it's it's pretty bizarre, not something you see every day. And the judge actually ordered a uh, mental competency hearing for him. So we'll see the results of that and decide, you know, how to move forward.
1: Yeah. Mentioning all of those people, it kind of makes you wonder if there is possibly a mental health concern here, a mental health issue, especially if this person feels they are communicating with these people. We don't know if maybe they're hearing voices in their head, uh, things to that effect. So uh, it's very concerning, especially when you've got him talking about Joe Biden john ossoff the senator and then donald trump the former president uh you know there's a third issue that's come up uh, with contempt of a juror and he's going to have to do this juror 10 hours of community service uh speaking on the import- importance of jury duty and physically he will have to sit in the trial for five days so uh that is a very interesting punishment let's take a look at that
2: Contempt is punishable by a fine of a thousand dollars and twenty days in jail. So, why, why shouldn't I do that? Well,
0: your honor, I was just inquiring about the speed of the or the, the
2: speed of the uh, the hardships. But doesn't it go against? It does, and I I take full responsibility. I, I mean, the reason that I go through all these admonitions is i told you that we have actually had people do those in other trials and that affects the fairness the lawfulness and the uh of the trial as to both sides i mean that admonition i went through with you all was probably about was about 10 minutes at least yes yes so why did you think? Why would you think this would this would this would be okay for you to inquire about this? It was a dumb mistake on my part. I mean, because that tells me you were listening on the media, or as which is what I told you not to do as well. Remember? Yes, Your Honor. I mean, this is, this is how this is how we have hiccups and trials, and we have to sometimes start over because people people don't do what they're supposed to do. So I'm going to find you in willful contempt of my order, Um, I'm gonna sentence you to 20 days, but I'm gonna suspend those 20 days on on the condition of two things. Mm -hmm. One, you're gonna do 10 hours of community service at a school, a synagogue, a church, telling them this is your subject title, behavior, choices, consequences, all right? Then when we pick a jury in this case, you're going to come for the first five days of trial. Okay. That will satisfy your contempt. If you don't do the 10 hours and provide me proof, you need to do that within the next 30 days. Right. It up. Fair enough. That's very fair, your honor.
1: It seems to me, Shadi, that this judge has some interesting ways, as we've mentioned, of meeting out punishments to potential jurors. And I feel like, in some respects, yes, I see his point, but at the same time, is he possibly turning people off to jury service? I mean, I, I these are some odd things that have happened. I, I've served on juries twice in my life, and I didn't see anything like this during jury selection, and I was in there in the pool. This may be a huge pool just because of the length of the case and things like that, and people with all different kinds of backgrounds, different they come from different walks of life, but this certainly seems very odd.
0: Yeah, it seems to me like the judge is uh trying to make examples of certain people to to set a precedent for, you know, things that will and won't be allowed in his courtroom. We saw that with the um you know the juror who was instructed to write a 30 page essay or the one who was um you know held in contempt recently. He, he's not messing around when it comes to his instructions. And in this case he says that he you know told him clearly don't read about this case in the media you know, don't discuss the case with anyone. And this potential juror uh, sent a Twitter message to a colleague of mine asking him about, you know, the holdup, what was taking so long with the jury selection process. And the judge was 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 not pleased with that.
1: How long has Judge Glanville been on the bench? And do you know if this is something that's common practice for him to, to do things like this?
0: I don't have a lot of experience, you know, dealing with him myself. He's in a couple other big cases, but I've I've never seen anything like this in a in a jury selection process.
1: Well, it is certainly interesting and we will continue to follow it if they ever get a jury in this case. It almost makes me feel like are they just dragging this thing out, hoping some plea will be worked out? I don't know. But uh, nine months, I can see, would certainly be a hardship for most people unless you're retired or what have you. So uh, Shadi Saeed, Crime and Courts Reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you for having me.
1: And that's it for this edition of Law & Crimes Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crimes YouTube channel. I'm Ann Jeanette Levy, and we will see you next time.